There were two more murders 15 miles away. Arrived, we found the telephone we have a, electricity a line weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Murder. Murderers have made some pretty outrageous claims in an attempt to assert their innocence. But what is by far the most bizarre came from a man who was sentenced to life in prison on October 11, 2003, who later claimed the owl did it. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Michael Peterson, born October 23, 1943, lived a charmed and accomplished life, what was true of it at least. He enlisted in the United States Marine Corps and served until honorably discharged as a captain in 1971. Years later, he would claim to have earned a silver star, bronze star with valor, and two purple hearts, even had the medals, though he never truly earned any of them. While living in Germany with his wife Patricia and their two sons, Clayton and Todd, Michael befriended a couple named Elizabeth and George Ratliff. The couples and their children spent time together until George's death. With her husband gone, Elizabeth spent more time with the Petersons, even depending on them to help with her two daughters, Margaret and Martha. That was until a night in 1985 when Elizabeth fell down a flight of stairs and was found dead the next morning. Her death, upon investigation, was determined to be caused by an intracerebral hemorrhage caused by a blood disorder and that she had died immediately upon her fall. Michael, who had stayed to help put the girls to bed after dinner, was the last person to see Elizabeth alive. The horrible event left Margaret and Martha as orphans. But, being the hero he was, Michael took the girls in and became their guardian. Michael and Patricia divorced in 1987, and, after a short while, Michael and all four children were living together in Durham, North Carolina. By this time, Michael began his career as an accomplished author, writing books about his wartime experiences. In 1989, Michael met and moved in with Kathleen Atwater. The two married, and her daughter, Caitlin, soon joined and brought the family total to seven. The family seemed to be a happy one until lightning seemed to strike the Peterson family twice. Because on December 9th, 2001, Michael made a frenzied call to 911 stating that his wife, Kathleen, was unconscious at the bottom of the stairs. This is where, soon thereafter, she would die. According to his story, the couple were enjoying some wine by the pool when, after Kathleen went inside without him, he found her at 2.40 a.m. He believed that she must have fallen down the stairs after mixing alcohol with Thallium. However, when tested, Kathleen only had a blood alcohol content of 0.07, which is less than the legal driving limit in most states. When an autopsy was done, it showed that Kathleen suffered from a number of injuries, some consistent with a fall and others not so much. She had a fracture of the thyroid neck cartilage and seven lacerations on the top and back of her head, which is more consistent with blows from a blunt object. The medical examiner concluded that it was these lacerations that were likely the cause of death and that it likely came from a light yet rigid weapon. It was also determined that she died from blood loss 90 minutes to two hours after sustaining the injuries. But why would this loving man have any reason to injure or kill his wife? His family, Kathleen's daughter included, stood by Michael and insisted upon his innocence. 
Despite their assertion, Michael Peterson was arrested and charged with the murder of Kathleen Peterson on December 16th, to which he pleaded not guilty. During his trial, details of his personal life were brought to the surface in an effort to give Michael a motive for murder. His sexuality was one of these details. Michael was a closeted bisexual man. The prosecution made arguments that his active sex life with men caused the end of the marriage, and that, once Kathleen found out and demanded a divorce, Michael flew into a rage and killed her. The defense argued that she knew about his sexuality and had no issue. The lies he told about his military life were also brought up, as well as the death of Elizabeth Ratliff. Because remember, this was not the first woman in Michael's life to fall down a flight of stairs and die. The prosecution, while not accusing Michael of the murder of Elizabeth Ratliff, did state that her death gave him the idea of how to fake Kathleen's death. It is worth noting, though, that Elizabeth's body was exhumed in 2003 and given a second autopsy, the result of which changed the earlier cause of death to homicide. There was also the matter of the $1.5 million life insurance policy that Kathleen had. Money always seems like a good motive. The prosecution stated that the murder weapon was likely a custom-made fire poker, a blow poke, that seemed to be missing from the house at the time of the investigation, only to be introduced by the defense team later in the trial, stating that police simply overlooked the item in the garage. Forensic tests did show that it had been untouched for too long to have been used as the murder weapon. The sensational and highly publicized trial ended on October 10th, 2003. Michael Peterson was found guilty of murder and on, Octo- and on October 11th, he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. But as many know, this is not the end of the case of Kathleen Peterson's death. In late 2009, a new theory was brought to light. Some began to believe that Kathleen was not attacked by an angry Michael Peterson, but a large owl. The new series of events told how, on her way into the home, Kathleen was attacked on the head by an owl, ran inside to escape, and fell down the stairs after a trip. It is also, according to those who believe this theory, how to explain the cuts on her head as well as the inconsistent blood splatters. A microscopic feather and a sliver from a tree limb were listed amongst the evidence at the crime scene and some saw this as a smoking gun of sorts. Though the theory is widely considered inaccurate and even criticized, many still believe that this is an accurate cause of Kathleen's death. Peterson even filed a motion to allow him to pay for a bird expert at the Smithsonian to come examine the feathers. Even after this theory, it seemed like Michael Peterson was in prison for good. That was until August of 2010, when the State Bureau of Investigation conducted an investigation that led to the suspension of analyst Dwayne Deaver. He was one of the principal witnesses against Peterson, as well as in many other cases. It was found that Deaver falsely represented evidence in 34 cases. His bloodstain analysis was one of the main pieces of evidence against Peterson, and now that he was fired and the team he trained suspended, Peterson had the right to a new trial. He was released on December 16, 2011 on a $300,000 bail and was placed under house arrest. He requested his new trial be dismissed, but was refused and the new trial was scheduled to begin on May 8, 2017. 
However, a new trial never happened because behind closed doors, Peterson entered an Alford plea to the voluntary manslaughter of Kathleen Peterson. This basically means that a guilty plea is entered because there is enough evidence to convict, but the defendant asserts his innocence. He was sentenced to a maximum of 86 months, which he already served, and walked out as a free man. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on October 12th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen-to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.